from the Utah School Counselors Association, this is The Sounding Board, where school counselors share ideas. I'm Nate Webb, school counselor, USCA board member, and every week I'll be speaking with different counselors and professionals that will be giving us valuable information in our counseling world. We cannot wait for you to hear these ideas. Let's get to it. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to The Sounding Board with the Utah School Counselors Association. It's your host, Nate Webb, live in studio. And it's just me today talking today. Um, This week's episode, I want to talk to you guys about grief um, and about our students facing grief. Um, Because it's something that we deal with quite often as school counselors. And it's super, super hard because a lot of these students who who have this grief and they're struggling, they've been through some emotional trauma, they don't do well in school, obviously. And we are getting pressure from admin. We're getting pressure from teachers. Sometimes we're getting pressure from each other, um, from other school counselors, because we we want those kids to succeed. Uh, But what we don't realize is what's going on under the hood, what's going on behind, you know, behind the scenes. Um, a couple weeks ago at the high school that I work at, there was a, a fatal, um, accident, uh, in, in, at a lake, uh, one of our freshmen were, were playing on the ice with some of his friends and he fell in the ice and he was not able to get out. He lost his life. Uh, he died. Um, and it shook our school to its core. Um, this kid, he was one of my students on my caseload. I knew him very well. And he, he, everyone loved him. <laughs> he, he talked a lot. He's kind of a punk, uh, but he was very likable. Uh, he was one of those popular kids that was nice to everybody. I had so many kids in my office that might've been stereotypically kind of the weird kids that were crying and saying that he was one of the only popular kids that made me feel safe. And he was on the varsity basketball team. He was the JV and the freshman quarterback. Like this kid was just he had such a wide net of social that, you know, of, uh, so he cast such a wide net socially. And so a lot of people were affected and a lot of people continue to be affected. And so the question arises, how do we help our kids? How do we help our students when they're engulfed in grief? Um, the, the boys he, would, he was playing with when he fell in the ice, they, I have been really struggling with survivor's guilt and depression. There's a lot of people at the school that, you know, that were already strugglers that had their own mental struggles that when the accident happened, it kind of triggered them. And we had some suicide ideations that we had to talk to kids about. And so what do we do? Well, When tragedy hits a school, usually the district organizes a crisis response team. And that's what our school did. Uh, They brought some other additional counselors to the high school. We opened up a few rooms, had the wellness room running, and just had an open door, open place where kids could come in and talk. Or they could come in and not talk and just be in silence and cry. But we wanted to make sure we had multiple safe places in the school for kids to, to, to experience their emotions. A lot of times we think that kids just need to you know, hey, it happened, we need to move on, and and that's that. But there's this concept, uh, it's called Maslow's Before Blooms. 
Um, these are these are two psychologists, by the way, Maslow and Blooms. If you guys don't know, I mean, these are school counselors listening, so you guys probably know all about this. But Maslow's hierarchy of needs was your basic human needs, right? Like his basic hierarchy of needs was your water, your food, your shelter, your sex. Like that's that's your hierarchy of needs, right? It's the basic animalistic survival stuff. And Blooms, he had this kind of intricate hierarchy of needs, you know, with comforts and with kind of amenities. And and the saying Maslow's before Blooms is that we need to take care of our bare bones necessities before we're going to worry about some of the extra stuff in life. When it comes to school, kids aren't going to do well in school. They're not even going to bother doing their academic work if they don't have a consistent place to sleep, if they don't have their needs being met. And this concept comes into play when our kids are facing huge emotional trauma or when they're facing big grief. They're not going to bother with their academic work or their grades because right now in this moment in time, it doesn't matter to them. Their grief is everything in their life at this moment. And they need help processing that grief. They need a safe place to process that grief. Because a lot of times they come to school because they want to try, but it is it is just not manageable. And so they're there in the building, but they're not there. Like they're not there mentally. You know, they're checked out. They're, they're thinking about their grief. And so... And so it's it's good to realize and it's good to keep in mind that uh, the Maslow's before Blooms, that kids need time to process. They need time to feel the feels so they can deal with the feels and so they can heal with their feels. A lot of times kids try and hide from their feelings and that's when things get bottled up and that's when we have other crises like suicide ideation and stuff because of things that were bottled up. And so when students are facing that grief, we got to give them time. We got to give them space. We got to give them a place to feel those feelings so that they can eventually move on. Um, In our school district, we have a mental health grant that parents can submit an application with the counselor and we can kind of get them on a fast track uh, to get some therapy of some sort. And so there's a lot of kids we put through on the on the grant um, to to get some therapy services. But that's one thing I feel like districts could be a little bit better at, and we as school counselors could be better at advocating for this, is, you know, implementing programs and getting grants from the state to help kids get therapy when needed. A lot of kids facing grief, they need therapy. A lot of kids lose loved ones in horrific accidents like the one that we experienced um, and just old age, but... I mean, this year alone for our school district has been nuts. So at the, in the fall, yeah, in the fall, um, one of the head counselors at a junior high in our community had a stroke and she died. And then a few months later, the vice principal at that same school died by suicide. And then just a few months after that, um, a recently graduated per, uh, individual student from art from my high school was driving to Snow College from home during a weekend and died in a car accident. They rolled into the canyon. And then there was a little boy at a local elementary school who fell off the slide and died. And then there was a junior high 
teacher whose spouse got killed in a car accident. A car went off the road and ran into her business and, and it was just a freak car accident. Um, and, and then on top of that, we had the kid who recently died in the ice accident. So when all these, all these deaths is so much trauma for these kids, we can't expect them to just brush it off like nothing's happened. We need to give them time. We need to give them space and we need to help get them therapy. <laughs> we need to help get them some counseling. We as school counselors, we are not therapists. We are school counselors. We are, we're trained in certain things. We are trained to kind of be the EMTs, mentally speaking, to keep their pulse going, to keep them in a semi-okay place until we can get them actual help. But we are not. We are not therapists. And we cannot act in a therapy capacity. And so if people, if we have chronic people that are coming in lots and lots over time, we need to help refer them to outside sources. And if you're not sure what your outside sources are, then that's a good time to talk to your principal. So you guys can implement some sort of program, some sort of plan, or you can talk with the district as well of what can we do for those kids that there are serious barriers for them to getting into therapy to help them process with their grief. Um, other things to think of when it comes to grief and students in school is be careful not to take your students' grief home with you. A lot of times this stuff, this stuff hits us super, super deep, um, especially as school counselors because we, uh, we love all of our students so much. And when one dies by suicide or when someone in the community dies and it affects our students, it, it hurts us as well. But I promise you, if you internalize every single struggle of every single one of your kids, you are going to get burnt out. And so just realize and recognize you can only help them at the school and worrying about them and thinking about them and letting it consume you when you're not at the school is not going to do you or them any good. You are best to them when you are sharp, when you can think, when you are in a good mental place. And you can only attain that if you give yourself some self-care as well. Um, you know, this it's kind of off topic, but not really. We're given X amount of paydays off every single year, right? We have our personal leave, we have our sick leave, but we never use it, right? There are so many people that don't use their leave. They let it accumulate. And then over time, they have like 50, 60 days saved up, which is cool. Save every day if you want. But you get time off for a reason. If you need a personal day, a mental health day, if you need a day to recollect yourself, to get to a good spot, take that time off. You have paid time off for a reason. Use that paid time off. Um. We need to be better about caring for ourselves so that we can care for our kids. And when our kids are facing grief, we need to be better about giving them space to feel, to deal, and to heal so that they can get back to their academic work because they're at school to learn, but we're there to help them. Um, and sometimes that means, well, Maslow's before Bloom's. Let's take care of those basic needs first before we dive into get being the academic rigor. You know, we don't want to dumb down education at all. A lot of counselors, I feel like, are wanting to, oh, no, you don't have to do this. You don't have to do that. And kind of dumbing down education for them and making school a more therapy place than it is a learning place. I'd, 
I, I don't want to be delusional. School is school. We're there to learn. School is not the empty space of do nothingness if you don't feel like doing nothing. That being said, we have to take care of their basic needs first. You know, that's why a lot of schools have a pantry so that if there's hungry kids, they can eat. Uh, that's why a lot of schools, if there's a kid, you could tell he hasn't slept in days. Okay, let him take a nap. Good heavens. One nap is not going to cause him to not graduate. Take care of their basic needs first. And especially while they're, when they're having that grief, having a crisis response team available, and then also referring them out because you, my friend, are not a therapist as amazing as you are. Okay. Awesome. Possum. Guys, the school year is coming close to an end. We're a few weeks away from the end of term three, meaning we only got a couple months of school left. It is March. We only have April and May left, and then we are done. And then who knows what the future is going to hold next year? Who even knows who the host for this podcast is going to be next year? Just quit everything with the Utah School Counselors Association is year to year. It'll be very interesting to see what's going on. Uh, but thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode of The Sounding Board with Utah School Counselors Association. I hope you guys have a wonderful day and we'll see you on the next one. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of The Sounding Board. Email the sounding board at utschoolcounselor.org to send us your questions and ideas. If you like our podcast, please rate and review our show. It helps other school counselors to find us. Links and additional information for any references from today's episode are in our show notes. Check out our website at utschoolcounselor.org where you can listen to past podcast episodes, register for any of our professional development opportunities, and become a member of the Utah School Counselors Association. USCA members also receive a bi-monthly newsletter to stay up to date on current Utah School Counseling news, events, and issues. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Utah School Counselor and on Twitter at USCA Tweets. The mission of the Utah School Counselors Association is to support professional school counselors in their work for students through advocacy, professional development, recognition, and support. This podcast would not be possible without the support of our members. We'll have more ideas to share with you next week. Let's go.